the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. break that I was like how do you like my BS cure all for women who want more sex is buy sexier bras and I, I think I speak for all men here and you can agree with me or disagree with me probably the easiest place to do it so that you don't have to come on air is talk910.com talk910.com there's a blog there um, and they seem to respond to things that I'm saying in real time for instance I was totally wrong with the um, I didn't think San Francisco showed cleanliness scores like Southern Southern California it's really obvious I lived in San Francisco, and I never noticed the cleanly scores on the outside of the building. I never noticed it, but I have been corrected. I will be wrong on occasion, but I don't think I'm wrong on the bra thing, just FYI. It's, um, you know, I, I get granny panties and don't really care about that. Panties, I think, are overrated. But bras? Sexy, frilly, lacy? Men don't have that kind of stuff, so we desire it. It smells good. You know, you can buy, I don't know, men, if you want to do this trick. It's, it's kind of like having a girlfriend there all the time. But you can go into Victoria's Secret and you can buy like a little little bag of, of stuff that makes your stuff smell like women's clothes. Put it in the bed. Pretend like you just had a woman over. It's nice. It stinks up the room in a good way. So, yes, yes, yes. If you agree with me, disagree with me, let me know. Um, sexy bras. I think, again, something men just don't have. And that's why we're fascinated with it. Um, I think it spices up a relationship. I really, really do. Panties overrated. though. So we don't care about that. So you can spend hundreds, for instance, more advice for women. Um, and I know you're saying, please don't go there, Rob. <laughs> yes, more advice for you. Don't spend any money on shoes. We don't pay attention to your shoes. Shoes for women, you're basically competing with other women. Like, I can outdo you with crazy shoes. Don't spend $400 on shoes. We don't notice them. You want to be noticed, ladies, by men? Necklaces. Necklaces and earrings. Because if you have a really cute pair of earrings, we're like, I want to nibble on your ears. Nom, 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 nom. That's how men work. You got a necklace and like, whoa, look at that. She's, it's, it's like the nape of the neck is very, very sexy. So anyway, that's all I got. I'm here to solve all problems, whether it be love or whether it be money, whether it be investing. Uh, more TV shows that have changed the world in the last 10 years. CSI, Daily Show with Jon Stewart, Survivor, American Idol, already hit them. Here's one that's a little bit of a shocker. You ready to be shocked? High School Musical. I don't get it. So, but here's the kid thing. I don't have a kid who's watching High School Musical. Kids watched High School Musical. They demanded High School Musical 2. They come out with High School Musical 3. They release High School Musical from television straight to film. It's all about the nation's teens and the nation's tweens. 
It's all about girls. It's all about the chicks. With that said, the teens and the tweens are a, a very unique audience. They want, they spend money. They're consumers. And Disney figured that out, and they've got a hell of a franchise with High School Musical. So fourth installment due out next year. Um, high school musicals themselves in every auditorium in the land and parents take their kids and see their kids sing and there's a fascination with it. It's awful, but at the same time, it's wonderful. Another TV show that changed the world was the Osbournes. How did it change the world? Uh, we were addicted to this kooky, weird, odd family. We, we, I never liked it. I was the type of kid that was afraid of the kids that wore Ozzy Osbourne t-shirts. I was the kind of kid who was afraid of kids who wore Metallica t-shirts. We referred to them in high school as freaks. And now today, Ozzy Osbourne's like lovable dad, right? How, how did that change? Anyway, um, the Osbournes cheap turned them into celebrities, huge celebrities. In this day, it turned them into a huge hit because they're just a kooky family. Who lived in Hollywood. Now we've seen Tommy Lee come and go. We've seen Victoria Gotti come and go. And we were fascinated with Tommy Lee because he's got a big thing. And we are fascinated. Like what's his life all about? He's a rocker. And then we were fascinated with Victoria Gotti. Because isn't she the wife of a mob king? And then Danny Bonaducci. We were fascinated because isn't he that, that little redhead kid. That, that's got problems. And he beat up a transsexual hooker. And Hulk Hogan. I mean. We, we became fascinated with bullet shots of people that were celebrities for odd reasons. Next up, TV shows that changed the world, The Sopranos. Uh, it started in 1999, so you can't really say it's you know, the best show of the last 10 years, but it ran through 2007. What I learned about that is TV shows are starting to become about DVD sales. They really are. They're about the extras that you get in the DVDs. It's a billion-dollar franchise for HBO. People would cancel HBO after the season of Sopranos. The next day, they would say, they'd call up their cable company and say, I don't want to spend $20 a month anymore. Cancel. I'll wait till a year, year and a half until it comes back out again. <coughs> Excuse me. It was TV that was that good. So now cable channels, you know, are continually developing program and they're trying to get, you know, the whole year covered. Look at HBO's lineup. They got the Big Love. That's kind of like the wintry time. They've got Hung and... Um, Entourage during the summer and True Blood. So now in December, they come out with product like Robin Williams. Everyone wants to see the funny man. They've got, they, they, they try to get their programming so that it basically runs to a certain point, 13 weeks, and they, they, they season it off into seasons or they section it off into seasons. Another TV show that changed the world was Arrested Development. Never got into it. And I'll, I'll say this for another reason um, The Office isn't on this list, and I don't think The Office should be on this list. The Office is just odd. If you like The Office, you're just laughing because it's odd. It's odd for the sake of odd. It's not odd because it's funny. It's odd for the sake of odd. I, I don't think anything real rings in. I think humor should ring in the truth. I think it really should. You know, when I make a joke, it's, I think there's some truth in it. To me, it's just odd. So I don't get The Office. And Arrested Development, kind of the same way. 30 Rock, I think, is a little bit funnier, but 30 Rock's kind of a, a, a bastardization, a bleed-off of Arrested Development. Anyway, final TV show that's worth uh, mentioning, top 10 for the last 10 years, is, is Lost. It changed, uh, it, it became episodic again. It became a story inside of a story. 
It started off and no one knew where it was coming from. A dreaded plane crash. I remember watching the first episode and go, how are they going to make this entertaining? And then they slowly fed you an epic. Slowly. They showed you science fiction inside of a show that wasn't meant to be science fiction. Or maybe it was. Serialized TV. There's something to be said for that. It, It goes back to the 1970s. We haven't really seen serialized TV since the 70s. Where you have to watch. And if you miss one episode, you're out. You're out. 800-345-5639 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, you know, I was reading through the Wall Street Journal, as I, I, I do each and every day. There's a list today of the top mutual funds for the year so far. It's basically for the last calendar year, November 30th of last year through October 30th. Now, what's interesting to note is I don't look at the name of the funds, but you could. For instance, if you need a good... Uh, let's see what type of fund. If you need a good Latin American fund, like I don't know Latin American mutual funds, I don't follow them. You can see who the top 10 are in performance. Now, I don't care about one-year performance. I ain't in this game for one year. This is a game that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. So I look at the five-year, and you know, one fund, for instance, the iShares Brazil, has averaged 32% a year for the last five years. That's pretty stunning. The T. Rowe Price Latin America has averaged 29%. Now, that's not as good as the iShares Brazil. But it's pretty darn good. Now, what I would look at at that point in time is how consistent have they been? So one's 32, one's 29%, right? And if I were to compare those two, both are up over 100% this year. And I would probably look at the one, three, and five years, and I would look at the beta, Beta tells you something, and this is, beta's not inside this. Beta tells you, what does beta tell you? Beta tells you how volatile a mutual fund is. And I would prefer 8% a year returns each and every year for 10 years. They get up 100, down 20, up 100, down 20, up 40, down 20. I prefer the consistency, slow and steady to me. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Let's go to Emil in Brisbane. Mail, how are you? Mr. Ambassador, good morning. Good. Um, how are you doing today? Life is good, but I had to, I had to tell you, you brought back a memory of uh, what we call here in the Bay Area is a train stopper. Train, train stopper. stopper. You know the ones, strappy heels, open-toed, no stockings, ankle bracelet, little scent of vanilla lace. Ooh, you know, a lot different from the girls in Washington, D.C. They are, you know, they dress differently, but, boy, they, here in the Bay Area, they catch the eye. They really can stop a train, including me. <laughs> so do you agree, disagree with my analysis of women's clothes? We I agree. I agree. Men don't care about shoes. Uh, I do, but, you know, most men know. Why do you care about shoes? You got a foot thing going? Uh, 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 yes, yes. I, I, I admit to that, and believe me, that's where I start. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, beautiful. Especially the pedicures around here. Really? Oh, uh, very, very fashionable. And, and the footwear in San Francisco is off the charts. I agree. I agree. And I, I think a good shoe can make a woman's leg look fantastic. Well, yeah. And, and in D.C., they're walking around with sneakers. I, for, wait, wait. Don't bash D.C. I'm from D.C. I know you are. So I, I agree that California women have a certain thing and Southern women have their, you know, their, their appeal and charm. But don't bash D.C. Just because they're wearing big, frumpy sweaters doesn't mean that men don't desire to get under those big, frumpy sweaters. And nothing like the West Coast style. <laughs> You're the best at meal. Okay, buddy. Train stoppers. Train stoppers. That's a throwback word. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. 
there's a picture in the Wall Street Journal today that's talking about ETFs and they're comparing them to ducks. And it's a really ugly duck. And my advice to people, ugly ducklings grow up to be ugly ducks. Just so you know. 899 to get your calls in the air. Coming up, I got more financial news. I'm going to get back to it. Got some shtick on Apple for you today. They're in the news today. And a little bit more on great Googleita, Moogleita, Google. 800 It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. One of the business stories today was Google unveils real-time search, including news and Twitter feeds. I wanted to test this out. I saw a story breaking on prostate cancer. So I go to Google and I type in prostate cancer. And sure enough, there's a breaking story on coffee and prostate cancer. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Now, Google's the world's dominant search engine, and it's going to deliver real-time results serving up a page where breaking news Twitter feeds, blog entries, and other content automatically refreshes. For instance, Tiger Woods updates. They're trying to capture the world's fascination with Tiger Woods. I got no fascination with them. Um, I'm going to do a Tiger Woods free show pretty much so each and every day, unless it comes to talking about his money. So Google is not the first search engine to really go for the streaming of, of news out there um, as far as trying to tap into other sources um, Twitter and blogs, but uh, Bing does it pretty well. And for the record, I like uh, Microsoft's web search tool, Bing. It's not too bad. But anyway, back to this prostate cancer story. Everyone, gather around. This is pretty interesting. If you're a man, it's pretty interesting. If you're a woman, probably not so much. Today, we learn that drinking coffee may lower the risk of developing the deadliest form of prostate cancer. In researching 50,000 men over 20 years, Scientists have said that there's a 5% of men who drink six cups of coffee a day or more had a 60% lower risk of developing the advanced form of the disease. So if you drink five cups a day of coffee, you will be jacked out of your mind. You will be peeing a lot. The caffeine will stimulate your prostate. So people shouldn't start changing their coffee consumption based on one study, but if you drink one to three cups, you have a 25% lower chance. So five cups or more lowers your prostate cancer risk by 60%. Now, there's another way of actually lowering your cancer potential is by masturbating, ejaculation. If you ejaculate more than five times a week, it lowers your risk for prostate cancer. Let's just say Rob Black's not going to get prostate cancer anytime soon. Now, a lot of people don't know this, and I probably shouldn't tell this story, but do you know where the prostate is? It's right next to the rectum. There was one point in time as a man that... I was peeing blood. So I had to go get um, a whole battery of tests done because peeing blood's a sign of cancer. It's not a good thing. And you go and you get the radiologist done. You get, you know, x-rays. They put poison in your body. It was fantastic. They said, we're going to put poison in your body so we can, you know, track the function of your kidneys. And uh, while the poison in your body, you're probably going to vomit. It's, it's barium. And uh, I said, ah, no, I got a good I, I won't vomit. And within one minute, I was <laughs> everywhere. Um, 
pretty grotesque stuff. But anyway, I have to go to the, the prostate doctor, which has to be the worst job in the world. Worst job in the world, proctologist. And I found out that the prostate's right next to the rectum because he started massaging my prostate through my rectum. I'm like, uh, that's a little invasive. And I, I, he thought it was just going to be a finger, like, whoop, whoop, done. No, 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 no. So he's massaging it. It's like, uh, uh. And I'm like, I had to look around and make sure it was a finger. You know, it was, it was pretty graphic what was going on. So he's pushing it, he's pushing it, he's pushing it, he's pushing it. And then he goes, okay, now milk yourself. I'm like, what? That's, that's, he wanted a sample. I was like, I could have given you the sample a different way, buddy. So milk yourself. A horrific moment in the life of Rob Black. Get a phone calls. Let's go to Kyle in San Jose. Kyle. I just had another comment on a, a TV show that I thought was kind of an interesting little twist. Uh, it was Arrested Development. What do you like about Arrested Development? To me, it's just goofy. All right, it's, it's very dry British humor. Um, I like that kind of stuff. I'm not sure why. I just always got in, you know, the real subtleties. But I thought it was interesting that it, it's, it just reminds me of other of other things, you know, from a business point of view. Is that it doesn't really matter. I mean, that that show was critically, uh, you know, won a lot of awards, yeah. uh, critically acclaimed, and it just didn't last. And I think, you know, it just kind of shows it. It doesn't really matter if you have a good idea if you don't know how to market it. it it's not going to fly. I mean, everything. There's plenty of people that are making a ton of money that that are selling. Well, oh, class widgets. Classic example would be why in the name of hell is two and a half men on television? It's the worst show of all time, and yet it's on. It's in syndication. It makes no sense whatsoever. And good shows like Arrested Development don't last. But isn't Arrested Development, Kyle? Isn't it just goofy? Like a guy will go out on a date, a blind date, and blind date she'll come dressed as an astronaut. Like it just seems like that's farcical. It's not funny. It's farcical. Well, it's the same thing with the whole premise of Seinfeld. You know, I mean, they, it was so. It was so odd that they made a show about how odd it was. I mean, what, what's it about? Nothing. Was, I think it was about a guy who was very peculiar. I think it was a little bit like he would see a girl with a to, uh, toothpick in her mouth, and he became fascinated with that, which I think would take a small item and blow it up. Whereas I always thought Arrested Development was just farcical. Like, I've never been on a blind date where a woman comes dressed as an astronaut. No. It just seems odd to me. But anyway, neither here nor there. Thanks for the call, Kyle. Yeah. 800-345-5639. And he's right. Um, we are a nation that, you know, McDonald's doesn't sell the best food out there, but yet they're a success story because it's consistent and we know what we're getting with McDonald's. Um, Fox ain't going to put on a TV show unless they get a lot of eyeballs there or they can make money off of it in a unique way. Like for instance, Arrested Development, they started going towards the direction of let's sell the first season on DVD and see if we can't make up some of our money that way. 800-345-5639. I told you I talked a little bit about Apple, so I have to legally talk about Apple. That's not true. I just made that up. If I say I'm going to talk about something, I should just do it. Apple today, uh, analyst is calling it a $260 stock. It recently came back in tested resistance, about $188. It didn't break through it. It's putting in a floor. Like, in a tough market, $188 is low it's going to go. Doesn't mean that it's going to hold, because we can hit a tough, 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 tough market, or we can hit the death of Steve Jobs, or something along those lines that would break through that resistance level. But it's showing right now, I got a lot of I got a lot of cojones. I'm sticking at 188. I'm going to bounce off that. I'm not going below it. I'm not willing to sell below that level. Now, I just throw that out there for you because I love you, and I'm showing you an investment lesson. Um, Apple's got an incredibly robust set of apps. You know, we used to go nice abs, six pack abs, but 
They got apps through the yin-yang. There's an app for that. And they got a tablet coming out in 2010 that we all know about that's going to be driving the enthusiasts. So they got the iPod, the iTouch, the iPhone, and all of them are running off apps. Apps might be the word of 2010. So uh, iBar, that's another word of 2010. What's an iBar? It's that thing on the bridge that keeps breaking. What's another word of 2010? Elon. What's Elon? It's the person who's married to Tiger Woods. So we're learning all these great new words for 2010. Yay. That we'll be able to take into the year. Now, Lala. Let's teach you a little bit about Lala and cloud. Lala and cloud. Apple, the reason they, they, they bought Lala is probably to move to the cloud. You've heard about cloud computing, right? Cloud computing is it ain't on your laptop. It ain't on your desktop. Everything's stored elsewhere. That's the basic idea of it. Now, you never lose it because it's stored elsewhere. Remember all those dirty pictures that you took of your spouse and you put them on your hard drive and the hard drive crashes? Well, now they would be out there because someone else is hosting it. It's in the clouds. The iPhone maker, Apple, they purchased Lala. Lala is a company that streams songs to users. Apple has confirmed the purchase but declined to comment. Now, Lala is going to allow them to upgrade the iTunes music service and store by allowing customers to sample and listen to songs stored on the Internet or in the cloud rather than in their devices. Now, what's interesting to note about this, if you have an iPod and you lose your iPod, you may have to repurchase those those downloads if you don't save them, if you don't store them somewhere. So for Apple, this gets another piece of the puzzle that they were lacking. With Apple, they're not really talking about Lala, so you have to kind of tantalizingly tease what the company does. Lala has gone through a number of iterations. For instance, they were once a CD swapping service. Last year, they relaunched their website. They introduced a service that acted as an online music vault. Aha, an online music vault. So if you lose your iPod, you would still have the online music vault to get your music back from. Now, the service allows customers to listen to any song that they own anytime they want on any computer, regardless of the songs are stored on that computer's hard drive or not. So if you're at work, you can listen to any song on your collection. Now you're starting to get why Apple bought Lala, right? Lala's service, it works by streaming music from the company's library of some 8 million songs. The company scans users' hard drives to find all the songs stored in their computer, and it adds them to the user's online collection. Customers who don't own particular songs can add them by getting unlimited streaming access to Lala for 10 cents a song. Now, earlier this year, Lala announced that they were going to have an iPhone application that would allow you to stream songs directly from your phone. And Apple saw this as, oh crap. That's better than what we do. So instead of competing with them, they bought them. Sound quality isn't that good with Lala. Apple iTunes has long dominated the sale of digital music, but the model has its shortcomings. All the music that consumers get is stored on their device, and it may not have all the music in one place. And it's spread across multiple devices and different computers. A cloud service, it addresses these problems. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I get what Apple's doing. They're going to the clouds. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating and tickling talk.
Congress. They're putting more taxes on mutual fund managers, i.e. people who do large bulk sales of stocks. Now, you, the average Joe, can go, well, that's fine. They're they're making millions and billions of dollars. But you know what? They're going to send that fee straight to you and me. They ain't going to eat it. So I hate our Congress. The unintended consequences of what they do. You know, mutual funds are our way to retirement. They're the best way for you and me to get retirement. There's also something called ETS, exchange-traded funds, and index funds. You can now buy an index of India. I love that. Never been to India. I've never been to Bombay, which is now Mumbai. When did Bombay change to Mumbai? When did Constantinople turn into Istanbul? Remember that song by They Might Be Giants? Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Anyway, um, I always like They Might Be Giants. I, I think they were probably the best college band of all time. And you know what they're doing now? They're, they're selling CDs to kids. I hate that. I hate that. But their, their, their music is so catchy. It's so damn catchy that uh, kids love it. Kids love catchy music, right? So, uh, but, 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 but where do I go with that? Where do I go with that? Oh, kids, they're, they're a new market. Things change. And I don't like things that change. Did you know back in 1983? 1983 is a landmark year for drunk driving in the United States. It's when the federal government started really pushing tougher state drunk driving laws. Mandatory suspensions, uh, jail time on repeat offenders, things along those lines. Up until 1983, you could basically drink with a bottle of booze in your car. Things change. And you got to admit that. You have to see that. It's a very important animal that you see that things change. The beast that is Wall Street. You know, GE once was considered a no-brainer. You have to continue to accumulate it. It's always going to make money. And then a massive recession hit that's tied towards credit. So we learned that GE's got credit issues. Things change. We didn't realize how exposed they were because we only saw them in the good times. We never saw them during a credit crisis. When a crisis can unravel a company, you quickly see, ooh, didn't know that. So the largest exchange-traded notes. Exchange-traded notes. There's things called ETFs, but ETNs have special benefits that make them attractive as well. In the world of exchange-traded products, exchange-traded notes are a distant number two behind exchange-traded funds. Now, ETNs are far fewer in number, and they've attracted only about 1% of the dollars that are in ETFs. Key reason is that they entail a little extra risk that's, that's explained, and it was shown during the credit crisis. The notes have advantages that make them worth considering for some uses, though. So in particular, a more favorable tax treatment. They're one of the biggest ETNs out there is the Morgan Stanley India Index, ticker symbol INP. If you want to buy commodities, you can pick up a note. It's called DJP, DJP. And what I love about that is it's a great way for you to get exposure to India without ever traveling to India and studying it. It's a great way. So ETFs and ETNs, they're both wonderful, wonderful products. Good story in the journal today about a woman who found a future in doggy daycare. I love dogs. Anyone who abuses an animal, I hate you. I will come to your fa- I will come to your house and, and and take you down. Don't be mean to animals. Dogs are wonderful. Good story about uh, a woman who found her future in doggy daycare. She was an entrepreneur. No, 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 no. She was working in the sales force, telecommunication sales force. Pretty woman, and she's always wanted to start her own business. Always wanted to start her own business. And then finally, one of the businesses that she was working for went down, and they had this huge property. What do you do with it? And she came up with this idea of doggy daycare. We are a nation of lunatics. People will take their dog to daycare. Some dogs get lonely. Some dogs, you know, they feel abandoned. Dogs don't have a sense of time. 
They don't know if you're away from the house for 10 minutes or 10 days. So they panic when their owners leave. Doggy daycare solves that. So um, ultimately, the, the story is kind of cute. She's opened up one location. Called, she called it Happy Tales. And what's intriguing about this was that she was in sales and she was in advertising. She got it. She did it for other people for such a long time that she had a skill set. I think if you're going to start a business, I think you should wait till you're in your 30s. I don't think you should start a business in your 20s because you don't know what you're getting into. When I started my own financial planning firm, I was in my mid-20s. And uh, it was brutal. It was hardcore. My business plan went out the window in about 10 minutes. First year, I ended up paying all my employees' uh, rents. First year, I ended up paying for all their Christmas presents. I didn't expect that. Third year, I was wildly profitable. First year, wildly unsuccessful. Took about three years to really get some traction. Now that I know that, if I start up another business, I'm expecting three years. I'm not expecting to get my instant gratification. So anyway, um, she used a lot of skills that she learned to market and advertise. She was in marketing. She was in advertising. And her, her business, it could be anything because she knows how to market and advertise. I think it's, it's an intriguing, good story. Um, she's franchising it now. So if you want to open up your own doggy daycare, and trust me, Californians are such lunatics that we will send our dogs. A doggy spa. And there's probably some doggy daycares already out there, so you get the basic idea. But she charges a $40,000 upfront fee and then 7% of gross revenues. Total revenues for her company now, $7 million. $7 million in seven years. That's a pretty good revenue base. So very exciting. And again, I think it's a good story because the lesson that I got out of that was she used her skill sets. She translated them well. Stockholm. This in the New York Times via yesterday. They're dropping a North Korean jeans line. Stockholm department store has removed a new line of North Korean-made designer jeans from their shelves, saying it wanted to avoid courting controversy with ties to the communist nation. I can't find a story in this. Mm, Jeans have been banned in North Korea for years because they're considered a symbol of U.S. imperialism. Okay, I can find a story. Back to my incredibly sexist comments that I was making in the first hour about how men love sexy bras. And if you want to spark your relationship, buy some sexy bras. Or buy some sexy bras for your wife, because we love them. Um, The regime in 2005 in North Korea urged women to refrain from wearing trousers because it hurt their national pride. That is a country I do not want to visit. Some women in jeans, they got a place on their butt called the onion. And the onion's not on the butt. It's it's near the butt. It's just slightly below it where the legs kind of hit the the tukus. The place on, on a woman's butt that makes you want to cry when she's wearing the right jeans. It's the onion. Every guy knows about it. No guy knows how to name it. It's just, you're like, ah, oh, life is good. 800-345-5639, if you can tell. I've run out of content. Um, uh, we got a little bit. We're going to end with They Might Be Giants. Is Istanbul, not Constantinople? Ah, catchy. Smart program. Smart producer. Um, ATT, Verizon, Windstream. They're starting to get a little bit more traction. These telecom stocks, and I told you about this earlier this week, they were out of favor for all of 2009. Now they're in favor, and they got a big run ahead of them. I'm telling you, AT&T, Verizon, and Windstream, even crappy companies like Sprint or Quest, they're going to have a big year in 2010. I told you first, you know who ripped me off, as he always does? Jim Cramer. He came out on a show yesterday and said, hey, these guys were losers last year. They're going to be big winners this year. 
See, there's not that many brilliant ideas in, in money. There really aren't. So sometimes you just got to see some of the obvious. See what didn't work last year is going to work this year. Anyway, pay attention to AT&T, Verizon, Windstream, Quest, and Sprint. I think they're all players for 2010. Speaking of players, Senate Democrats, they're rushing today to get health care reform compromises out. Uh, the new idea that kind of came out was for the government to create a national health insurance plan similar to the Federal Employee Health Benefits Plan. It gathered moment- momentum over the weekend. Differences between liberals and moderates in public opinion became, you know, even clearer. Now, the proposal is going to take the place of a new government insurance plan currently included in the Senate version of the bill. The plan would be administered by the Office of Personal Management, which oversees the federal plan for members of Congress. And all the insurance options could be and would be not-for-profit ones offered by private companies. Senator Ben Nelson, I think he's an Indian. Uh, Public option, I think he's like one of those reservation kind of guys. Uh, public option is participating in the talks. He said the new proposal would do away with the government insurance program. Um, stocks that are moving on this news because we're not going to have the government option. Aetna, Cigna, Coventry, Humana, United, and WellPoint. I throw that out there because, again, from what's happening in Congress, you can make some do-re-mi. Do-re-mi. Can I already hit the airline story? I'm out of content. I got nothing. So we'll end with, um, they might be giants. If you're cool, you refer to them as TBMG, TBMG. One thing that they did that was kind of cool was they used to have an old, uh, and they still have it. They have a, a telephone recorder, a message recorder, where you can call and listen to songs that they do in their apartment. Kind of cool. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. If you want to wait 22 hours, I'll be back tomorrow. So Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Istanbul, even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. Did the English take it from the Dutch? No! People just liked it better than... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.